This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today we discuss seniority and answer listener mail. But before we begin, a few announcements. Uh, I am here at Lakeland Linder Airport. Some people want to know if they can come see me. Don't forget, I'm on many different sides of the field. I help out with the college on the south side. I'm also on the north side, do some consulting work there, and that's where I have my airplane. So if you do come by, let me know. Text me, send me an email, et cetera, and I'll try to meet you. Usually I meet at Shelter on the north side, sometimes in the main terminal. Today I am actually recording uh, right here near my uh, hangar in another spot, actually in the shade, facing towards the east. I'm on the Taxway Gulf and Hotel, if uh, you know that on your charts there. As a matter of fact, right now I have a Piper Warrior that is taxing in. It's always nice to do these podcasts here at the airport and listen to airport noise. And uh, actually, this is one of the uh, fire patrol airplanes. A lot of people don't realize the different jobs that you have in aviation. This is just one of them. It's the fire patrol. And... uh, and they go out and, you know, check out different fires, et cetera, and also do some uh, patrolling of, uh, of many different things, but primarily the fire patrol is what they do. Fish and Wildlife is here on the field, too. Love to watch them go out, uh, but uh, exciting to have them stop by and, and have another 172 taken off. So it's always nice to be around an airport when I'm doing this because it gets, gets me excited to talk about aviation. I know these are trying times right now as far as aviation industry. We're going to get a little bit into that. But first, if you have any questions, comments, or inspirational stories, maybe an announcement, write us a feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Maybe you have a special story about your career that you want to actually translate to us and maybe you'll inspire somebody. So let's do that. Let's talk. If you want just a short uh, little you know, blurb, et cetera, about what you've done and what you've done to move forward in your career, that'd be awesome. Also, don't forget we have uh, Aviation Careers Podcast. We have a thing called the Pay It Forward campaign. There's two ways that you can help people move forward in their career. One of them is just buying a scholarship sky for someone that's through the Pay It Forward campaign where you buy one for $10. We give away one of those scholarships guide using the coupon code pay it forward. Remember to tell other people about that because people that donate, uh, if you go in, you can actually use those that coupon code to get a free scholarships guide. Uh, after I actually, these go out, usually this, all the scholarships guide that are given are usually gone within a couple of days. So make sure you jump on that. Pay it forward. It's one way that you can actually affect somebody's life. Uh, the other way too is you can actually uh, go out and become a patron and check out some of the, the different ways you can do that. But basically for $10 a month, you can go and you can actually donate. And for every $10 we get, we're going to give away a scholarships guide. And we really appreciate all those people that have been donating uh, recently for the scholarships guide. It's been wonderful. By the way, the new scholarships guide is up. And get this, a whopping 79 new scholarships are out there and four updates. Uh, it's a, it's quite amazing. Uh, Alicia, who's the one that actually works on the scholarships guide, I guess got a little cabin fever and decided to do quite a bit of research this month. So 79 new scholarships out there. I remember when we started this guide, we didn't even have 79 scholarships. So doing a great job, Alicia. And uh, for those people that are interested in scholarships and help uh, getting 
a scholarship. We do have the career coaching right now. We're looking at putting a program together. I know I talk about helping you find scholarships where we'll actually have a, it's kind of a combination of coaching and also some work where we actually research the scholarships to get you those. Uh, and we'll basically what we do is we get some scholarships that would apply to you. And then we uh, have you go out and apply for those scholarships. If you have issues, uh, we do a little bit of coaching there to help you along. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But just great job on that, Alicia, as far as 79 new scholarships out there. And don't forget, we have out there the career coaching. Uh, for the, I know there's, it's been tough to get into my schedule because I've been out on vacation, et cetera. I've also been flying a lot. A lot of people ask me, are, you know, how are things going? Uh, don't worry too much about me. I'm pretty senior on, on the seniority list here. I am one that is continually flying. And don't forget that there are certain routes, especially domestic, uh, that we actually keep flying. I will say one thing that's changed and has changed at a lot of different airlines is we've had to rebid our schedules. Every month, you know how we bid our schedules for the next month. We've had to do that so that uh, they can actually pull down some of the flying, especially the international flying that we do. So all the international flying that I was supposed to do uh, last month and also next month, that'll be gone. So it's all pretty much domestic flying right now. Is that going to change? Yeah, probably will eventually in the future. We just got to get past this just like we've done in, in other times. And people ask me about how, how this is playing out. A little bit tougher than certain things like, you know, the bird flu and, uh, you know, SARS, those type of things. We kind of knew we, we had like a vaccine. This is a, a little different that people are very nervous to go fly, so they're not flying. And it has to do with the fact that the person next to you might give you that virus. It's a little different than 9-11. We were securing the cockpit. Uh, so that's why people are very nervous to go anywhere. And not only that, to different cities that they may be exposed to this virus. So once this thing is fought and won and uh, we're over this, I think we're going to see a, a roar back in the industry. Will things um, be bad for certain people? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. As we're seeing, certain airlines are actually going out of business. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the, especially the regionals, they're affected a little bit differently than most because uh, remember those are contracts. They do contract flying. So a lot of times when an, a major airline wants to save some money, they might go to the lowest bidder and they might actually pull airplanes from one airline that was doing wonderful, doing a lot of hiring, give it to another. And also on that airline that was hiring, uh, will furlough and possibly go out of business. We've seen that actually in the industry. Not to call out any airlines, but we've seen at least two of those. We've seen some uh, furloughs. Major airlines, though, you know, have obviously usually better contracts than the regionals, and those folks have a lot of protections for furlough and recall. I talked about that on some other uh, episodes there. And don't forget what I've been doing. I, I really want to talk to you directly. So I've started the YouTube channel back up. We've been doing it for years. It's called Expert Aviator. Uh, is expertaviator.com was our blog, but Expert Aviator on YouTube is where I was putting instructional videos out there. Now I'm putting a lot of videos both for the Stuck Mike Avcast, instructional videos, and for Aviation Careers podcast. And uh, one of the most recent ones I'm going to put out is going to talk about um, things like well, I, I just talked about as far as the regionals. Are we in a downturn? And uh, yeah, are we in a downturn? Yes. Uh, and certain industries obviously are affected more than others. That's why there's more aid for those folks that are in the aviation industry and other travel industry out there. So don't forget to go out there and uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel. 
going to be doing a lot more out there. Also with the coaching, we decided again to keep it at $75, especially as we go through this phase. Another thing that people have been asking for, and we're going to put out there is a video about scholarships. We're going to probably just add it to the scholarships guide. We're going to have a separate course, but decide now we're going to, this is really trying time. So within that scholarships guide, you get the download, the scholarships guide, uh, Every month we put new scholarships in there or updates, but we're also going to be having a, a new little video out there telling you how to apply for one and what the challenges are. So we're going to continue to do that. But anyway, on with the, the regular show today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, seniority, and that's what we talked about, what we wanted to move forward with on, on this episode today. So what, what exactly is seniority? And understand that their seniority has nothing to do with age. Uh, there's different types of seniority. Seniority basically is where you are on the list. On the Say you're a pilot. Let's talk about pilots. So it's where you are on the pilot list. So when you are hired, if you're the thousandth pilot hired, you are seniority number 1,000. And say, uh, you know, 100 people retire, you now you're 900. So you've moved up seniority-wise. Uh, the lower your number, the better, obviously. Uh, we talk about percentages. You're going to hear that term used often. And uh, whether you're 100%, 90%, 80%, it's better to have a lower number. Uh, I'm about, as far as a seniority list in the system at the airline I'm at, I'm about 50% in the system right now. What does that mean? There's about uh, half the uh, pilots below me. Or uh, there's about half the pilots on the seniority list are actually below me. So that's kind of interesting there. One of the things that's kind of interesting, too, by the way, I'm sitting here watching a, a Skymaster actually taxi by me. Pretty cool airplane. It's pretty awesome. And little retractable gear Skymaster. Pretty neat stuff. But uh, anyway, so system seniority is what you are in the whole system as far as the pilots are concerned. And that's, that's a really important number because that's how they start the furloughs. If they need to take 10% of the pilots, they're going to take 10% off that list. And uh, if it's 1,000 pilots, 10%, it's 100 pilots uh, that they'll take, maybe 20%. Looking at airlines that have 14,000 pilots, that's, uh, that could be 1,400 pilots on furlough. And that's equivalent to almost two years worth of hiring at some of those airlines that have those kind of numbers. Uh, so when we do do a furlough, it could mean we're stopping uh, any kind of movement forward. We're going to talk a little bit about that as far as what you need to do uh, when you're moving forward right now. So system seniority, that's uh, where you stand on the whole system for pilots. There's also a thing called base and equipment seniority. What does that mean? When you get to an airline, you bid where you want to be as far as what base you want to fly out of and what kind of equipment. Equipment meaning what type of airplane you want to fly. That equipment is, uh, say you're flying a 737, and uh, they say you have an Embraer 190. So if you bid 737 and you get it, then now you're on the 737 list, and within that list, you can see where you stand seniority-wise. So you could be actually one of the people that's in the company, say, fairly senior, but not very senior on the 737 list. If you're trying to bid an airplane like a 777 or something like that, that's really popular, or a 787, that's very popular, and you bid for that and you get it, you may be a junior pilot on that for a long, long time. And, I, and then I also talk about the, the base seniority. There are certain bases within systems, uh, within airlines that are more popular than others, and those actually can go super senior, meaning what? So I, for instance, will, in the base that uh, I was in, I was, all, I was really senior, uh, but I come to where I am now, and I'm about halfway up the list. Uh, so I'm about 47% up the list. So that's uh, 47% from the top. 
So I went down quite a bit. And as a matter of fact, I was doing pretty well in the base I was in, uh, in the New York base and move bases. I was actually the one at the bottom of the list for the airplane I'm flying. So you have to remember that with seniority, one of the things you, you really need to understand is when you're bidding for different bases, when you move to a base that's really popular, you may go down as far as seniority. And why is that important? That's important in that base because what if you go on reserve? And reserve, obviously, at the airlines is not very fun. So you really want to try not to get down to that reserve. So that's one of the things that we look at is is at your seniority, uh, for a system seniority, would you be able to have hold a regular schedule or a line, as they say, or would you be on reserve? These are numbers that personally, um, and the reason I'm bringing these up, not to confuse you too much, but the seniority is something that has nothing to do with your age except for the fact that uh, you will retire at age 65 no matter where you are on the seniority list. So a lot of airlines, what they'll do, if you look at your system seniority, you can see what number you're projected to retire at as far as on the list. And here's something that's really interesting, and this is why getting hired by an airline early can be important, is that you actually may wind up being junior to somebody who is your student, and I'll tell you why. One of my students at the airline I fly for, he's actually at the airline I fly for now, a captain. I'm a first officer. He is actually going to be the number one pilot if he makes it all the way to retirement and the airline's still around. He'll be the number one pilot at that airline. And I will be, when I retire, man, maybe about 1600 It'll probably be doing a little better than that, maybe 1300 But I'll never be the number one pilot because there's people ahead of me that are younger than me. So you can never go beyond the person that got hired before you. And obviously, they're going to retire at 65 later than you are. So that's one of the things as far as system seniority is really, really important to understand. And uh, one other thing, too, we talk about uh, seniority. There's another word that's put in there. It's longevity. And that's basically how many years you have with a company. And that's longevity. Longevity actually is important like for things... Uh, such as your 401k and if you're actually in and you're fully vested say in your 401k also for your travel benefits and also for early retirements and that's kind of prescient right now to discuss so why am i discussing seniority because remember i talked about furlough and in furlough we talked about it goes in reverse seniority order so say there was a thousand pilots like we talked about and they started furloughing they would start with number 1000 who just got hired they go off the bottom of the list. If they have to take off 20%, that's 200 pilots that go off the bottom of the list. The rest of the 800 are there. So now the rest of the 800 that are left, I mean, you know, number 800 was pretty happy because they were probably going to hold a line. About 20% of the uh, pilot population is on reserve, about somewhere in there. So uh, they were actually probably holding a line or close to holding a line. They're really happy. Now all of a sudden they're the the last person on the list getting the worst schedules. So that's why seniority is really important and how to understand that. And understanding that when you do get furloughed, it's off the bottom, and then it, it goes back by seniority number. And we went through that in the last episode. Go check that out. I also did uh, a YouTube video that we'll be putting out there on Expert Aviator and YouTube channel that talks about seniority. So watch both of those to understand a little bit about the furlough and how things work in that manner. And again, I know that the things are getting really tough right now. The one thing that I really want you to think about is you're in this for the long haul. This is your career. It's not not just a job. There's two different things there. Uh, So be very, very careful 
as far as you know jumping out of this industry just because of the seniority issue that you're really low seniority you want to get out of it because uh, that's happened I've seen people do that they say yeah I'm back on reserve I don't like this anymore I quit whereas if they just stuck it out they probably would have been captains a lot quicker so you, you just don't know it depends on the airline who's growing is most important right now there's not too many people that are hiring if they are hiring that's probably going to stop for a while we need to watch this and see how long this is going to go can anybody predict it no nobody's really good at uh, predicting these things usually what i like to do and this is in general in business and, and the aviation industry double the time double the money so what does that mean I mean, if someone predicts that it's going to be a six-month furlough, uh, try to prepare yourself for a year furlough. If it, they predict it's going to be a year, you know, prepare for a two-year furlough. If you need X amount of dollars uh, to live on for a year, say it's $50,000 or whatever it may be, you know, have uh, double the money. Have $100,000 in liquid assets so that you can actually make it through this time. And that's what's really important when you're looking at a career in aviation is, uh, you know, these are really tough times. I mean, uh, and and we're going to go through this together. We're going to make it. We've done this already. We've been through recessions. We've been through furloughs. And we always hear the naysayers. And make sure you don't listen to those naysayers. Because 40 years from now, you're going to have a wonderful retirement. It may be tough right now. Uh, and I understand there are situations you've got to feed your family. I mean, that's, that is the most important thing. But make sure you realize that you need to keep moving forward. If this is the career that you want for you, if it's something that you need to stay Step away from, uh, and because you have to make some money, and you're you're just not making any money in aviation. Make sure you keep flying, you know, keep up your skills, and keep moving forward, and keep up those instrument skills because that's really what you do as a, an airline pilot. It's all those instrument skills that are really really important. So hopefully that little talk about seniority make you realize that it's not a bad age. Uh, it's just a number in a list, and you can look at. If you're, say, 64 years old and you get hired with an airline, you obviously are going to retire uh, at a very junior pilot. If you get hired when you're very young, in your 20s, with a major airline, you're going to probably retire, as long as that airline stays around, uh, you're going to retire very senior at that airline, which gives you better trips, uh, etc. So, again, it's, uh, it's a whole seniority-based system. It's not based on how well you do. It's based on when you get hired, and that's just the way it is in the airline business. Hopefully that's helped you a little bit. I do want to get in a listener mail here before we close out uh, as far as, um, and, and don't forget, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com, also in the comments, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever you want to do. I have someone that collects all those questions. We put into a big database and we try to get to answering those. So here's one question. Uh, says, hi, Carl. Here's some information about me below. I enjoy listening to your podcast and was given your name to listen to uh, your podcast by a, a Swift pilot. I appreciate your knowledge and positive energy in aviation. Well, thanks so much. And uh, I, I didn't name the person, the, uh, the pilot, but a terrific guy. He uh, went back to aviation after many years, changed back to this career after he left to go do something else. Absolutely, and he's absolutely loving it, the person that he's talking about. Anyway, I'm 28 years old and got his uh, Bachelor's of Arts in 2013, Master's, MBA in 2017, and just beginning to embark in the aviation career field, working on earning a private pilot certificate and uh, at, at a flight academy. Um, and Family members recoils interest in aviation uh, has been from a very, very young age. Um, my interest spurred from scouting as a, a bronze Palm Eagle Scout, and my grandfather was a commercial pilot for Pan Am Airways. Uh, my 
plans are to promote general aviation through the organization of black aerospace professionals. I'm very lucky to have found a great flight academy led by a retired FedEx 777 captain. I have an eagerness to help the Aerospace Professional Development Board and the OBAP regional directors to attract a young, diverse audience to the aviation profession. I'd also like to become involved in the Aerospace Professionals in Schools, APIS, which highlights various careers in aviation. Working in those volunteer roles with OBAP will help me to gain experience needed in this industry. It is my understanding that doing extra things like volunteer work looks great on your resume when trying to get to a regional or major airline job. So let's stop there. Yes, it is very important uh, to show that you're that you're a little, you're diverse and that you're interested in other things. I do caution people: don't just get into something just to make it look good on your resume, uh, because it's it's not going to be worth it. Usually, any type of volunteer position is a lot of work. So uh, make sure you really, really believe in that organization that you're volunteering for and and that that's something that you feel is is something you feel proud about don't do it just to put something on your resume please don't try to do that that's integrity in your career i don't think that's the case in your case but yes i would definitely put down all that information at the bottom um, as far as your resume is concerned um, by the way uh, we are going to come out with people have been asking for like a resume course we are going to have a quick video uh, talk about resume and how to build a resume. We'll have some samples out there. We're going to probably put it on uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com. Look at our courses page, uh, and it's probably going to be only be part of the, the bundle that we have, the monthly bundle, or we're just going to sell for $10, something really inexpensive because we want to help people get going in this industry. That's for sure. Uh, so, so anyway, he continues, uh, what are your career current flight training plans? What would you like to do once you've earned your certificate? And what is your long-term aviation goal? These are things that uh, he's answering uh, in a, an application. It says, uh, I'm currently a student pilot pursuing my private pilot certificate. Once I've earned the private pilot certificate, I plan on completing my instrument rating multi and commercial pilot. For my long-term aviation career, I plan to be a pilot for FedEx since FedEx is my dream job to be a pilot. What is the best way for me to get there? At what hour mark will I be able to get a cargo job? I've heard that working for FedEx contractors, Mountain Air Cargo, and Empire Airlines is not the best way to become a FedEx first officer because they don't select pilots from those companies and it's hard to build the hours you need. Um, one of the things, that, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'm glad FedEx is something you're interested in. The most important thing with any airline job is flight time, flight time, flight time. Uh, yeah, I've seen people get hired from both of those organizations. A lot of it's on you and how much flying you're doing. If those are two places that you're not going to get a lot of flying in, then yeah, look at some other things. Look at things like the regional airlines that are flying a lot of hours. Uh, so when it comes down to it, I'm looking at somebody's application or there's a pool, and I have somebody with 6,000 hours. And as opposed to 2,500, yeah, of course, you're going to pull the person with 600, excuse me, 6,000 hours over that person. And that's why people go to the regional airlines. And that's why that's so important. By the way, there goes a 172 taking off on runway 9 here at Lakeland Linder International Airport. Really excited to be out here watching airplanes. But getting back to what you were saying as far as selections from pilots, it, they're all from different backgrounds. I remember everybody saying, oh, you have to be a, a, a Navy fighter pilot to get on with FedEx. That's just not true. Uh, I know there's a lot of military guys there, but there's also a lot of military guys and gals at all the airlines uh, throughout the system. So that's something that I really think that you need to, to keep in mind when you're looking at these different airline jobs. It's about hours. And right now, during any type of a downturn in hiring in an industry, you need to be building your hours so that you can move forward in your career. 
He continues, ways to fund besides scholarships uh, since I'm 20 years old and a career changer. So you're 20 years old and you're a career changer and you want to know how to get scholarships. We did set up a new section called Scholarships for Adults that's geared towards uh, the postgraduate type of individual and the person that isn't you know, able to get many of these scholarships that are out there. You know, over half are for younger folks. And we've put that in a whole new category. So take a look there. There are ways to fund it. There's AOPA obviously has funding, airplane finance. There's many ways to do that. FHA loans. There's all sorts of ways to get loans. You just have to keep moving out there and looking for them. If you look at some of the bigger schools, you'll see that they have links to all those funding websites. As a matter of fact, uh, in our recommended reading, I, I'll plop a, a couple of those uh, websites in there, the AOPA, the Pilot Finance, and the uh, the other one for the FHA loans there. So look under recommended reading, by the way, if you're looking at how to get started as an airline pilot because I have links to some of the websites that I talk about, like the FCC licenses and et cetera. So. Um, anyway, he continues, is it possible for me to find a flying job part-time or flying cargo without leaving uh, to build my current company to build my hours? Is flying for a regional the only route to build hours if you do not uh, have a CFI? Just want to get your advice. It would be hard leaving a company I've established a work history with that I want to stay with long-term. Um, as far as that's concerned, you talk about CFI and the regionals. Normally, the route is a lot of people go and get their CFI to build time to go to the regionals. And, and by the way, the term cargo is used uh, in many different fashions. And what do I mean by that? A lot of people said they had to fly cargo before they could get hired with the airlines. Many times what they were talking about is flying small planes, flying checks, flying small planes like Mountain Air, et cetera. Or, but you still need to get some hours to get in there. And a lot of people build those hours by being a CFI. Building those hours to be able to be eligible, you can do that through towing banners, uh, you know, doing drops at drop zones with uh, people that are skydiving. Uh, there's many different ways to do that, but CFI is a, is a very easy way in that there's many ways that you can get hours. When you talk about doing things part-time, that's a great way to do it is as a CFI because that opens up things to you the, as far as jobs and being able to have a schedule that you want. Usually most other flying jobs, they want you around at a specific time. And uh, trying to build the hours part-time, it's difficult. Um, but uh, to do it, the best way to do it, obviously, is to jump in with, with two feet and, and keep it moving forward because at some point you are going to probably leave the job that you're at now. And, and even if you say uh, if you're in a job that is in the same company, when you leave that job for another job within the company, the only thing that you'll keep is longevity. Remember going back to longevity? It's how many years you have with the company. And I'll give you an example of that. When I worked for Continental, uh, I was at Continental Express when they all were one company and then they split them off. My longevity is the reason I went to work after I got furloughed as a pilot. I went to work as a reservation agent for Continental because my, my longevity continued for my retirement, for my past travel, which was awesome until they split off. And then it didn't mean anything. So it was kind of uh, the longevity thing was really important to me, but it didn't kind of work out that way. So remember this, it's most important to get on the seniority list uh, at an airline and a flying position. And sometimes longevity comes over for certain things, but not other things. Uh, seniority for, for instance, I'll give you a good example. For jump seating, your seniority for jump seating is based on your date of hire as a pilot not your date of hire, like as for the company. So, and it depends on the airline, by the way. So make sure you look at the contract, but for the most part, that's true. Uh, so make sure you look at that and 
uh, as far as building hours, really doing it full time is the best way to do it. Uh, but you have to figure out what the best time is for you to jump. Uh, right now, I would say, depending on your situation, it doesn't sound like you're at anywhere near that jumping off this into the, the other job full-time because of the fact that into an airline job or any kind of flying job full-time. Well, you know, we're in a downturn. If you have a job, it's great to keep that job and continue flying, continue building your hours, and continue building your ratings. So, if, uh, you know, look at the flight schools. I, I mean, I'm hearing this all the time. Flight schools are, are out there. Then uh, certain areas, they're not doing as well, and they're laying off employees, 135 jobs. They're laying off people. Uh, they're furloughing people. So, uh, make sure that if you're going to become a flight instructor, you do the best job possible. The game has changed. Uh, you need to try as hard as you can uh, to move forward and to get as many ratings as possible. This is a good time to get additional ratings if you can't find a job. Get your double I. Get your uh, you know flight instructor instrument. Get your multi-engine instructor, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's really important. Anyway, he continues, I've started building my aviation contacts. I take advantage of any opportunity to network and learn more about the field. I think that's terrific. You really need to keep doing that. And uh, I really appreciate the question. I know it's a little bit long, but I, I really uh, do appreciate all these questions that come in. And hopefully this has helped you. Remember, seniority, it's not about age. It's about a number. It's all based on when you were hired. Uh, when you were hired, if you're number 1,000 pilot you're at the bottom, you know, the, the lower the number, the better. When you're number one on the seniority list, you're at the top of the list. When you're number 10,000 uh, and there's 10,000 pilots, you're at the bottom of the list. So remember, everything in aviation is based on your seniority. It's not based on how good you do as a pilot. When you upgrade, it has nothing to do with how good you are as a pilot. It has everything to do uh, with your seniority. They already assume that you can fly the airplane. You know, there's a lot of good pilots out there, and uh, I fly with, fly with a lot of them. And, you know, we, they are chosen, you're chosen at the airline because they think you're going to be a captain someday. So just remember, it's the seniority that's most important. Longevity, how long you've been with the company, uh, like this person has been concerned about, is something that I think we all are concerned about. And that's with leaving the current job that we have. We're in a different time right now. Let's wait till this, this stops uh, and wait till things come back again in the industry uh, and hiring continues and furloughs stop before you actually start, you know, jumping into this. Uh, you know, full bore. I mean, I did it. I mean, I jumped in right after I jumped in. I, I was furloughed after 9-11. Uh, but it's it's all about timing. And people always ask me, you know, I'm afraid to jump in now because of the next downturn in the industry. Well, nobody knows when the next downturn is. Have you heard me on the podcast say in the next 20 years we're going to have a recession uh, within our industry? Definitely. And we're in, we're in a downturn right now as far as hiring is concerned. How long is it going to be? We don't know. Nobody really knows. Um, but the most important thing is if you're going to do this for your career, you need to keep moving forward. And, and it has, and it really doesn't have to do with the, the economy at the time. This isn't a job. This is your career. This is what you're going to do for the next 40 years, the next 30 years, that type of thing. Next 20 might be the next 10 years. Uh, so most of our recessions haven't been that protracted as far as the aviation industry. Uh, certain airlines, yeah, they've seen furloughs that went on for 10 years. Uh, that would not be the airline that you would want to go to. Uh, and you've seen other airlines pick up and hire people, and they've gone very, very senior. Uh, some, And this is kind of an interesting thing that happens in the industry, is a lot of people that get hired with a certain airline, was hiring a lot during a certain recession, and then they're at that airline, they become super senior, and then the other airline that they wanted to go to starts hiring. And when they go to that airline, all of a sudden there's an industry downturn and they're furloughed. They just gave up super seniority at one airline, went to another and gets furloughed. 
it happens. And that's why, you know, people ask me, is it bad to change jobs? Well, it just has to do with seniority. And even still, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to lose your job at a certain airline because they could go out of business because of the downturn in the industry. Uh, and it depends on their finances. So there's some good airlines out there have really good finances and, and don't furlough and really take care of their employees as, as much as they can uh, in the financial uh, situation we're in right now. But there's others that, uh, you know, it's just, they're not, it's precarious. They're just holding on financially. And when something small happens, those are the first to go. It's like in any industry uh, that happens. So that's what we're, we're having happen now. Uh, again, with the regionals, it's a little bit different because they're contractors to the majors. They don't actually sell you know, tickets on their airlines. And those are have to succumb to what the wills are of the major airline. The major airline might say, hey, we're going to start flying with somebody else, that type of thing. Another thing you're going to see, too, it's another part of this industry is, uh, you know, the, the whole thing with what's called scope clauses. And I'll get into that in a whole other podcast. But basically, that's how the scope is basically uh, in a contract for a major airline describing uh, the size of the aircraft that can be flown by other airlines, by the regional airlines. And that's an important clause because basically during a town turn like this, if there was no such thing as a scope clause, like certain percentage of flying has to be done by the major airline pilots, then they could take all that flying and give it to the regionals that operate at a much lower cost. And we've seen this happen before, especially during a downturn. You'll see letters of agreement uh, actually loosening those scope clauses a little bit, and you can see that happening, and uh, or the discussions are happening. It actually hasn't happened yet. Uh, but it could have happened by the time this podcast goes out. Remember, things are changing so rapidly. But most importantly, the thing that you need to do is you need to take a look at the situation you're in right now. And that's why we do the career coaching is figure out what's best for you in the situation you are now with your finances and continue moving forward based on that, based on what you need to do and what's best for your family. And it may be getting another rating. It may be actually moving uh, to a different town and maybe staying where you are right now and uh, and just saving up some money and trying to build that money pool up so that you can finish up a rating. But whatever it is, the most important thing I want you to do is I want you to take one step today, one small step to move forward in your career. After you stop listening to this and you get off the line or you or maybe you're running, maybe you're in your car, call somebody if you're in your car or uh, stop the car and when you get home, write something down that you're going to do. But I want you to do something today to move forward in your career and in your life. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. And I do appreciate all the comments. Don't forget to write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.